2: You know what? You're right. We got this.
0: So, Hal, we both got a text message this afternoon from Ken Mm -hmm. that said, make your list before we start recording
1: tonight. Will you read that? Will you, like, re- like, as you read it, the voice that was in your head? Will you do that? I will read the, yeah, I'll read the, let me find but it just now. Like, uh, like I'm literally doing the
0: one thing that is the reason he wanted us to yeah. do that. You're looking something. I I'm just now looking to, something like, up on my I just screen. want you to
1: repeat what you had read. Like, repeat the phrase, but in the voice you heard in your head.
0: Both of you, please assemble your list of kitchen gadgets to talk about
1: before we record. Oh, that's weird. It's different from what I heard. Make sure you have your list. <laughs> that's all I heard. <laughs> Make sure you have your list.
0: Do you have your list? Which
1: is not what Ken like sounds like. Like, like list it,
0: could be replaced with lunch as you're walking out the door or a winter hat or coat. I'm just like, I'm
1: 45 years old. When? <laughs> what is it Make sure you have your list.
0: Well, you know what, Hal? Don't wear socks on the stairs. What? It gave me an idea for this episode that is a rarity for us to do. Yeah. Which is now we both have a list of uh, different gadgets, yeah. no screen in front of us. So this yeah. is not based on any scientific research or yeah. historical research into any of these different products. This is simply, let's have each a list of things that we like.
1: Because I buy a lot of them. Like the worst thing that happened to my life is also um, one of the best things, which I used Amazon? to watch Dragon's Den. No, I mean, Amazon, yes. Yeah, Amazon's great because you get everything real quick, and you don't you don't think about uh, how horrible it is for everybody who has to ship and, and pack it. You just go, oh, it showed up uh, 24 hours later. No, I used to watch The Dragons Den, which I mm-hmm. think was on Netflix. It was streaming somewhere, which is the show D&D that was show. adapted. No, it was a show that was adapted. Is a group of entrepreneurs who are pitched ideas for businesses and products, mm-hmm. uh, and that then was adapted in America to become Shark Tank. Oh, it's okay. been wildly successful. In fact, now one of the Dragons will come and be a guest shark. You think he did it for the first time last season.
0: Has any other country picked up the mantle of this show? Like in Denmark sure. is there, you know, uh Kraken's lair and it's or Werewolf's dungeon in the Black Forest. It's all just assorted <laughs> monsters from their places.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Grendel's money bag. <laughs> uh it, no, it, I love the show. Mm-hmm. Watch it all the time fascinated by it mm-hmm. also terrible thing for someone who is an impulse buyer oh, because yeah. i'll see it so, last night we saw one uh from the the season premiere there's a pizza saver it's shaped like pizza it's collapsible it has a tray in between <sighs> each level so you can put the slices in there and you can either heat them all up in that device or you can take out each divider as a pizza plate you can use in the microwave you don't now. want that in your life. And then it collapses for easy storage. You don't want that in your life, Mark. No, You're judging I'm,
0: me. Dude, I'm not judging you. I am grinning ear to ear right now because just hearing you say that, I now love everything about this topic and this episode because <laughs> I forgot this detail about you is your yeah. love of the single use kitchen gadget.
1: Oh my goodness. The, the thing mean, that does one thing. There are a ton of dumb things that I've either Bought on a whim. Mm-hmm. I'm not until I got married or got into a relationship with someone who knew how to make hard-boiled eggs. I was terrible at it. I'm a decent cook. Could not figure that out for whatever reason. Was always off. Oh, so no. I bought one of those do? things where you put the eggs in. It's got a little pinprick on the mm-hmm. on each egg chamber, and then you fill it with a little bit of water, and then you let it, it. Then it does it for you. It does it for you. You don't have to do it. You know how many you, times the I boiling to- water does it for you. No, because you can do it wrong and then it's too cooked or it's not cooked enough and you mess it up and I will mess it up, Mark. I'm not All good right. at that.
0: All right, Hal.
1: Let me. I used it once. Yeah. yeah. And it, do you still have it? No.
0: No. Um, listen, no. Listen, I know I said that I wasn't going to bring any bit of research into this, but there is a little bit. Mm-hmm. 1951 was the first use of the word, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, kitchen gadget Mm. it was used in the good housekeeping home encyclopedia and a kitchen gadget was described as a specialized artifact used for prep of a single dish of or of one function across a variety of dishes that usually winds up in the back of a drawer having been used once because it's hard to clean (laughs) that is how good housekeeping described kitchen gadgets in 1951 let me ask you this hal I'm going to read through a few of the classic kitchen gadgets. Okay. You tell me whether or not you currently own mm-hmm. somewhere. Okay. Or have at any point owned any of these right. kitchen gadgets. Go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah. An apple
1: quarter. No, but I want one. I want the one <laughs> where, oh no! well, does it count? Does it count if it's that thing where you put it over the top of the apple and push down and it. The, not only is the core cut out because it's got a circle, but it, it then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slices. It's got little
0: handles on the side. Does that count? And you know what? The way it, it turns it, it looks like a, it looks like a trivial pursuit piece. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll call it that. You have one of yes, those then?
1: Yes, yes. All right. Yes. I've had one of those.
0: Uh, do you have the egg slicer that's shaped like an egg and has little wires across it? And then you press it down and it slices those hard boiled
1: eggs that you make in a gadget that inexplicably is not a boiling pot of water. I might have something that does that, uh-huh. but it's I don't have something that's, that I bought that was the egg slicer now.
0: Have you bought any of the slicers that are designed to slice one thing? The banana slicer, the avocado slicer, the bagel slicer?
1: Oh, a bagel slicer, no, but I have wished I've had one. I' covet those, especially the one where like, it looks like a medieval torture device where like you <laughs> stuff the bagel in and you're like, "You're cutting this blade, go yeah. get this blade, you blackguard, and then you you cut it, and it's and it's still because it's a bagel it the the hardest thing to do in on earth, one of them is hit a home run, mm-hmm. very difficult to do. Sure. Another is to perfectly slice a bagel in half because they're all imperfect. But mm-hmm. like this this invention purports to like I finally solved the problem. we're gonna trap that son of a gun in here real tight. you're just gonna come down with the blade straight down the middle you're gonna have two perfect halves. But wow. what happens? The bagel like turns a little bit like a just a little bit diagonal, and then you have what it normally looks like, which is like a a thin lower lip to your bagel. You know what hell still happen That gives me hope for humanity that that is
0: what happens. Because we are all bagels, my friend. We are all imperfect. And if there Mm. were some gadget that purported to cram us into some form of uniform shape, just so that it could just so that could it could activate its blade based will upon us. And yet every time still, the bagel comes out slightly imperfect, slightly real, slightly unique. Doesn't that make you happy? I just want my bagel cut evenly. That's fair. <laughs> what about those little corn holder doodads?
1: Oh my God. Yes. The two little forks, the little the forks things. that go and then into you get, the end of the corn. Oh, dude. I had dishes that were the shape of, of a corn on the cob <laughs> that is specifically for that. Yeah. And they have laugh. a little, then, I'm
0: not laughing at you. I am laughing because my mom has those same dishes <laughs> yeah, and they and have a space. little curved space
1: yeah. on the side for, for the, the, and then you put butter in the dish and then you spin it on yeah. there you put little flaky salt on top
0: yeah you seen that's the guy a, that does it on tiktok with a uh with a paint roller he puts a paint roller on his corn yeah he made a uh he made a one great big oh the unnecessary inventions a... guy this, this was, was that guy this was the uh this was the rube goldberg guy not the unnecessary oh guy, but i like both of those guys no it's, have, i imagine we funny. have we have very similar uh TikTok sure. it's because pe- we just <laughs> send them to each other
1: <laughs> smart people doing dopey things how
0: about an adjustable baggy rack a baggy rack? Explain. A yeah. uh, baggy rack. It looks like if you opened up tongs and set uh-huh. them vertically on a counter to where they made a big V. It uh-huh. is designed. It's a little stand that looks like that. And it's designed you just loop a uh,
1: Ziploc bag over it. No. Right. No, that sounds. That sounds. Even to me, that sounds pointless. Yeah. Like you can't open a, a Ziploc bag. That's the problem. It's like, I can't figure yeah. out how this opens. Yeah. That's uh yeah. ostensibly the problem. Problems. They're bigger. Unless you need it. Pancake batter dispenser. No, I wish. Oh, I look at those. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've, I've come close. A Jennifer, Jennifer has been the voice of reason many a time. Thank and goodness. I think the pancake, that was definitely like one I was like, but I can make perfect. She's like, we, we don't make pancakes that often. I'm like, but it's a perfect amount and it will only take up too much space. I would use yeah, that one. Thank goodness, and then never again.
0: Exactly, and then you will just use the yeah. bowl that you made the batter
2: in.
1: Yes, that's right.
2: And a Yeah.
1: Um. Speaking of cereal, the oh. never soggy cereal separator. No, because I like soggy cereal. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that one is weird. Where it's like you make a water park for cereal. Yeah, so and it goes the down. They go the down middle. the slide. Yeah, and then you have the dry, but it's like never quite. And I also don't like this cereal cup I've seen making the rounds, where you drink it like it's like a cup. Mm-hmm. And it's like half and half, but somehow you pour it, and it's like a little bit of eat. Like you get the perfect amount of both. Wait, and like so you're you drinking, drink, you're drinking the cereal, like you're drinking dry cereal, but then some milk gets added to the sip. I can't even remember. Look, like I know it exists. I sound like I'm insane because no, I you don't. can't describe how it works. But for it, a it's, second, I don't it, like it. For a second, I thought you sounded
0: a little insane when you were talking uh-huh. about drinking cereal. Yeah. And I was like, drinking cereal? That sounds ridiculous. Oh, wait a minute. Every time I turn up the corner of the box just to have a little bit. Oh, you I'm do that? You drink it cereal. out of it.
1: The- oh, really? You oh, yeah. A- you never just no. crack it open and tip the box in a little bit? The bowls I make are so large that there's no want for extra cereal when I'm done. <laughs> I take care of that. I go, I'm like... I'm very, like, whatever I like, I become my own parent. I'm like, you have to smoke the whole pack. Oh,
0: my gosh. What about, uh, all right, one last one for you. Yeah. The, no, two last ones for you. The yeah. Chef and Corn Stripper Plastic Blade.
1: It's a no. round, going back to the corn, yeah. It's yeah. you, you it. slide corn through it. Yeah, yeah, to get all the kernels off. Yeah. Which a lot of people like to, there are a lot of different ways. You can either eat it, like, typewriter, you can eat it at a row around, what or you your, can just cut all the corn off and spoon it. I'm a cut it all off and spoon it guy. I like to work my way across rows like a typewriter. Cause nice. then I feel a sense of accomplishment when I'm done. I'm like, not a kernel left. I like spooning it because the corn is always big spoon. And it won't get stuck between your teeth. There's a, the, the corn is always big spoon. Yeah. What does that mean? Big spoon, little spoon. You know, when you
0: snuggle up, the big spoon's the one on the outside. Right. But the, what are you, do you, do you, do don't you ask me questions. Of- don't ask me questions about how I eat my corn, Hal. You're right. I don't want the answer. You don't want to know. All right. Here's the last one. The Mr. Sneezy egg separator. Do you have a Mr. Sneezy?
1: Oh, where where it looks like he sneezes out the white, but the yolk yep. remains. No, I do have an egg separator. Yeah.
0: Do you have an egg separator with a face on it? No. And the no egg white comes
1: out of its nose. No, I just got a simple one. And a I've spoon. never used it. No, yeah. it's what? No, you pour it. You crack, Mark. You crack the egg, Mark. Mark, I'm your dad. And whenever I say your name, I want to do like your dad. Mark, you drop it into this like, you know, it's it looks it looks like a cross between a spoon and a measuring cup, like a mm-hmm. like a quarter cup measuring cup. And you pour it in. There's a catch for the yolk, and then there's mm-hmm. slots around it where the white drips down. It's the same idea behind Mr. Sneezy, just right. no clever it's, like. Oh, it's look, not, you, it's, oh, it's, it's my, not the version you buy at sensor gifts. Yes. Yeah. It's not next dentist. to like a. Like a certified old fart roll of toilet paper. <laughs> you buy it at William Sonoma, like an adult. Yeah. Next
0: to the old fart toilet paper that William Sonoma has, which is higher quality. Yeah. And has than pineapple the old fart stamped onto there. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. What do you think are some of the real contenders?
1: Uh well, I have some other weird ones I want to talk Ooh, about. Okay. First of all, I have owned a slap chop and I have something similar to it now. Do you use it? I have used it. I've used it specifically for mincing garlic. Yeah. Because I'll tell you this, as
0: a kitchen gadget, one that yeah. comes with all of the kits but is the worst and dumbest is that garlic press. You know, the little flip oh, around. Oh, the little
1: handheld one where you – we have a garlic press. We use that actually a lot. But but the little grape really? part comes out so you can clean it a lot easier.
0: Oh, but okay. It, See, I have that, the cheap one and it's – It takes me longer to clean it than it would to just chop up the garlic.
1: Anything that you do that that involves pushing something through something else, especially through fine holes, you would need a toothbrush to clean it properly. It's just very hard to get it properly cleaned. Same thing with the Slap Chop or the version we had, which I have had an actual Slap Chop. I've also had the ShamWow, which sucked. Really? Yeah. I have a kitchen toothbrush for cleaning things. Yeah, I do too. I have several toothbrushes that are for cleaning various things around the house. Including my teeth. <laughs> um, but <laughs> tell, me, tell me about the, uh, why, why no, no good on the sham Cause it doesn't really soak stuff up well. Oh, that's, funny. and it doesn't dry out right away. And it's cheap and just get a microfiber cloth. Yeah. Like it will last a long time. You put it in the washing machine. Come on. Don't do this to yourself. Yeah. It's a expensive rag being yeah.
0: shilled by a uh, problematic person who's dressed like he's in rent. Correct. He is just like he's in red. All right, what else uh, what other what, what other ridiculous well, single
1: use gadgets do you have? Problem with the slap chop just to go back is you oh, open yeah. it up, take it apart, you still have a zigzag blade which is mm-hmm. what's pushing through and it's hard to clean. It's sharp. You have to work your way around it. Again, you need like a toothbrush to do it and even mm-hmm. then there's always going to be anything you do that requires that is like a garlic prep tool is yeah. going to have dried bits of garlic on it. You just have to deal with that. And if that's something you're okay with, then more power to you. All right. I there are a couple more I want to talk about. Okay. Of the ridiculous. Get up the dash ones. rabbit rapid egg cooker here. Here's one. Oh, wait a minute. So some of these, yeah. it sounds like they're either battery operated
0: or plug into the wall. If they're small enough, yeah. are we counting them as kitchen gadgets or yeah. that egg cook? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if this all was all like egg egg a There's a plug in. I didn't know if it was like if it's if it plugs in, it's an appliance.
1: If it doesn't, think, it's I, a gadget. I think we can if, play pretty like loose if on been, this. Yeah, if it's been like in a TV infomer- if it's been like yeah. an infomercial, well, like- if it's best
0: infomercial product, then Vitamix has to go straight to the finals.
2: Mashed yeah. potato, Mashed
1: potato, just for the best infomercial ever. Yeah, that one's already. Did that one win? I don't remember. Don't tell no, me. No, but care. the the yeah I, we, we so <laughs> one is uh, one is a gift. Sometimes people gift me these things because they know. Mm-hmm. So I received potato gloves. I think it might have been. It was either a birthday gift or maybe an engagement gift. Oh, wow. Potato gloves, gloves made of potato. No, they're gloves. They're like gardening gloves, but the palms and fingers have like a really good like silicone covering with some sort of siliconish mm-hmm. covering, but also a bunch of, of bumps like square knobs. The idea being you put a potato underwater and then you go like this with it, like you rub your hands over it and mm-hmm. peel the potato. And it's supposed to, like, to watch the commercial, it's like, uh, you know, rub, rub, like, you know, run your hands over it a couple times, boom, perfectly peeled potato. In reality, <laughs> what you're left with is just this haggard, checkered potato <laughs> with every bit of it that you couldn't get. Out. You know, there's a bunch of eyes and potatoes and stuff. Gloves yeah. don't help with that. They're just aimlessly. It would be like trying to peel a carrot with your eyes closed. And you also can't use your hands. You got to use your feet. (laughs) How well you think that that carrot would be peeled? Yeah. Not terribly well. How? Oh, and you can't use a peeler. You have to use a tender,
0: a meat tenderizer. Uh, that reminds me of, uh, now you're making me think of that, uh, cutthroat kitchen. Oh yeah. Brown show where he's like, okay, the only thing you can use to cook is a coffee machine. Make me a steak. (laughs) God, geez. What? Make me a steak. What do you think is, of all of the gadgets in your kitchen, which one, and, and my, I don't mean the ones that everyone has in their kitchen. I mean the ones that you, of, of your collection
1: of hilarious kitchen gadgets. What stands out to you? What do you use the most? I don't keep any of them. That's the problem is I don't, there isn't one I use the most because I don't use, uh, like, the ones I use are the normal ones. I use a mandolin slicer a fair amount. No. Oh, I did. Here's another one <laughs> that I tried to use a bunch of times. Okay. It was a piece of crap is one of those bag sealers like the hand like it had a magnet to stick on the fridge and then oh, you put yeah. batteries in it and it's got like a little like a heated metal yeah. element that you run through a bag of of you, you clamp it down and run it across an open bag of doritos and it seals it while also eliminating the top part that is already like it's super empty so the bag becomes smaller if i reseal a bag of doritos
0: i'm just yeah. going to unseal it in half an hour
1: yeah but then you get to reseal it again. you can forever reseal it as the bag becomes smaller and smaller is is the promise of this product this product yeah. you can hear the air quotes I'm using because <laughs> I mean, it, it is it is a product it is a pro- oh sorry this- pr- this product that's there me making fun of Oh you it sound like Ken when he told us to make lists. don't forget your list the other products <laughs> this thing never worked once, and I wanted to so badly. Yeah, just be able and I and it's not like I was weak. I tried different types of pressure. I checked the batteries on it and then they have these like vacuum seal thing like just none of it. I, I can't it's not that's not uh it doesn't work. It doesn't work, Mark. I'm sorry it didn't work, Hal. But you know what?
0: <sighs> what? Let's talk about some kitchen gadgets that do work. Actually, okay. maybe we should take a break. Fine. And when we come back from our break, let's talk about some kitchen gadgets that really do work. And we will get into the nitty gritty of what the best kitchen
1: gadget truly is. And it's not Mr. Sneezy. That's right. So put away your banana loco correr, and filler and listen to a brief word from some of the other fine shows on the Maximum Fun Network. You never know what the future holds.
2: I'm Jesse Thorne. On the next Bullseye, our annual Halloween Spectacular. We'll interview Anna Fabrega from Los Spookies, Monet Exchange from Drag Race, and the great R.L. Stein, creator of Goosebumps. You know, I don't really get too deep into the real fears. It's a lot safer to do a dummy coming to life. That's on the next Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and, frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine, and they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me? All right, Hal, let's
0: jump into what we think are the contenders for the actual best kitchen gadget. And I think there is going to be, we're going to have to debate a few of these, whether they are gadgets or utensils. Okay. You know what Hmm. I mean?
1: I got one that that may be an appliance. So let's see.
0: Great. You want to just start making a master list as we go down, create our rogues gallery and see what stands out or.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Here's one. Okay. I don't know. I have a feeling it might be an appliance. So it didn't really come up when we were talking about appliances though, which seems odd because it is one of the best cooking tools i've ever had that i did use quite a bit and not only cooked the meat properly but also it didn't lose the juice and that is the george foreman grill do you think that's a gadget i don't think the foreman grill is a gadget i would well, call the you. Foreman.
0: <laughs> we can think of it as a gadget though because i don't want no, you to yell at you. me like that no i'm not gonna yell at you It I feels it feels until Here's why I don't think the Foreman grill is a gadget. I don't think it fits that description of it serving one function, one oh. very specific function for a lot of things right. or
1: all of the functions for one specific dish. I mean it is. It's just a grill. All you can yeah. do is put meat and fish on it. Yeah. <laughs> that it does one thing. It doesn't do anything else. So it meets that definition. Maybe it's not the winner, but I yeah, it feels weird that we didn't talk about it before. It feels it really good. Oh, they're great. I use mine all the time. Yeah. I
0: actually have a spot, uh, it makes for easy cleanup. I have a spot next to my sink
1: where I just set the foreman grill there. Oh, so the grease, the grease just runs down. Yeah. It's usually not. And let it solidify. And then you don't want to pour grease down your drain. That's
0: true. But I'm not usually doing greasy stuff in there. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's not really like, I'm usually doing like chicken or it's barely whatever juice is coming out of it. It's usually not a,
1: you're not know, oh, making boy. a goose for Henry VIII in there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: Hey, the fat is everywhere, my lord. It's almost <laughs> ready.
1: Huh, <Ha>, huh? <ha. laughs> Come on, you, it's time to get in the grill. Huh, huh? All right, fine. One more half hour, but that's it. Yay. <laughs> Why well, you
0: mean? Talk- <laughs>
1: oh, the goose is playing catch us, everybody. <laughs>
0: All right. I got one. You can, t- since ahead. you, since you yeah. threw out one that, uh, isn't necessarily a gadget because it's an appliance, I'll throw sure. out one that may not be a gadget because it's a utensil. And oh. that is the peeler.
1: You know, I was going to put that on my list because yeah. it's such an essential piece of kitchen equipment. Yeah. It is very specifically for things that you want to peel. Yeah. It's one, it does for one vegetables. thing. Yeah. And it's kind of indispensable as far as that goes. because a lot of, uh, a lot of things that you eat that are, that are vegetables or, or starches like potatoes, you want them to be peeled. Yeah. That's, oh, I use mine all the time. Yeah. We use ours all the time too. So I think that is, I think that's a really
0: good one. I think we can count that one. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Here's one. This
1: is, uh, Oh, okay. I'm going to go with this one. This is a meat thermometer but not the one that that looks like just the dial that feels like you never know what number it's on mm-hmm. because it's constantly like rise, fall, rise and fall on the wings of our dreams. <laughs> it keeps like moving. Yeah. I don't like that because it's not giving me an accurate reading.
0: I'm sorry that you and this particular type of thermometer don't seem to know each other that well. It's, it's as if you are perfect strangers. <laughs>
1: yeah. Rise like, I, and fall. I I like <laughs> I'm like, I need you. To tell me if this chicken breast is at the proper temperature. Can you do that? Of course <laughs> I can, don't be ridiculous. But I like the digital. It doesn't need to be a smart thermometer. The ones that you can yeah. put like in a turkey and leave, leave in, in the oven and monitor remotely are really, a digital really one? cool. Anything digital, any yeah. digital that gives you a more accurate reading and an almost instantaneous reading. Because often if something needs to be cooked more, I want to know right away so that I can put it back in. Yeah, I don't want to have to mess around.
0: Not only is it on my list, it's one of the ones that's highlighted on my list. I think the thermometer is indispensable. You can use it for a million things Mm -hmm. or you can use it for one very specific thing in a million ways. That's right. And the most important ways too: food safety without food tasting terrible, because a lot of times, I mean, until I had one in my kitchen, I would just be like, look, I got to make sure this chicken is done all the way through. So I'm going to put it in the Foreman grill go to work, and then when I come home, then it should probably be safe by then.
1: You're like, who put the who put shoe leather in my yeah. George Foreman grill? Yeah, wait a minute. Why is there a Tiva in here? <laughs> the finest in desert fashion, now
0: available for dinner. Oh, my gosh. All right, I got another one that uh, I think might wind up on our all-star list. Okay. The mandolin slicer. You mentioned it before. have it on my I, list too love the mandolin slicer it's great. it is it perfectly even slices of everything mm-hmm. it it's it took slicing and it made it idiot proof it made it restaurant fast like yeah. you can do mass quantities for parties and things it made it safer and you get more out of everything that
1: you're using it for 100% i love it yeah. particularly for making salads i like it for mm-hmm. carrot slices in particular cuz those are a little bit more challenging to slice evenly also like yeah. cucumbers but tomatoes most of all it is a game changer for cutting tomatoes if yeah. you want tomato slices for a burger sandwich the one i have is adjustable so it can be a little thicker or a little thinner it doesn't take up a lot of room and it's yeah. it is a a game changing device yeah but you are I love using my it man-made. on a on a very i also do like there's something to the art of knife work as a, uh, you know, professionals who are really good at it are incredible. Yeah. But learning and developing that skill is important in being a chef. That doesn't mean that this is a shortcut because there are a lot of things that you want to do to to either mince something or dice something that you just can't do with a mandolin slicer. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's outstanding. Love it. Use it to make salads
0: a-, a lot. I will work to the max of my knife skills with a knife. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things I can't do with a knife. I like super thinly sliced radishes a lot right? and the mandolin slicer. I mean, you can see through them. I love it. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. It takes, uh, you know what it is? It's like it democratizes fancy, fancy cut stuff at home. Yeah. You know, I really like that. All right. What else you got?
1: Here's one. I don't have on my list, but that I just thought of. Oh, have geez. you seen those things that you put in the pot that stir the stuff by itself? like it's a little thing and it just moves around and mixes everything together continuously no. as you like put.
0: a food Roomba.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. A Fumba. And it just goes around in circles and you can change the speed. So it mixes faster, or shorter. I think that's neat, but the, I'm not going to talk about that. I just wanted to, I I, I just wanted to bring it up because I think it's cool. Who's How do you have one? QVC on in the background? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's what's in my earpiece. Why? Hold on a oh, second. That's fair. Hold on a second. I have not make a phone call. Yep. Yeah, three. Thank you. It's Hal. <laughs> Lublin?
2: <laughs> California. Oh, Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. In that case, could I order a large pie with pepperoni and half sausage? Hal, did you think you were calling QVC
0: and accidentally hit the other number on speed dial?
1: Uh-huh. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Is it weird that neither of them is Jennifer? Yep. Oh, well. Uh, the here's one that's that's maybe a little bit outside of the uh, outside of the box. That is the Whirly Pop, the stovetop popcorn cooker. You're a you're popcorn a stovetop popcorn guy. I am. Who's Listen, if I had is. one, I, the reason why is I don't like an air popper where you can't mix in oil. I like to use yeah. coconut oil. And then I use the Flavacol. I've talked about this, I'm sure, a million times in the last two the years. Flavacol sounds like a really tasty collarbone. Exactly. It sounds like a tasty collarbone. It is actually the powder that they use in movie theaters that gives the popcorn its unique taste. So mm. with a stovetop popper, you can make that. There are also poppers that you can just do on the countertop that will mm. do the same thing. But this one is, it's kind of fun to like turn the crank and, yeah. and put it together. It doesn't take long. It's maybe, maybe within like eight minutes, popcorn is done, like from start to finish. I've got it going. And it is a single thing that mm-hmm. you can use a bunch. Cleans really easy. So I did, think it, it is a fantastic for making one single thing. It yeah. does it fantastically well. I've never burned the popcorn before. I have very few unpopped kernels. It's just a great. This it's is the thing where it's got like
0: easy. it's got like a spin. You have the handle that you're spinning on the top, and it's connected to a thing on the bottom that spins it as well,
1: right? The the handle is actually on the. It's actually runs through the actual pot handle. So you hold oh, gotcha. the pot handle and then you turn a crank on it. Gotcha. So the top is just there are two different sides that open up, like the little clown in the one at
0: Disneyland. Correct. Yes, you become the little clown. At that, that you Disneyland. become the
1: little clown. The clown. There are a few. In like every land, there's somebody. There's one where it's like the the guy in the later hosen is doing it.
0: Yeah. I, they, well, they change the costumes depending on which land they're in. Yeah. Whatever you like, know, Frontierland, it's a cowboy. There's an astronaut. Yeah. I will see your popcorn popper uh-huh. and not raise, but call you with the opposite version of that. And that is the hand cranked ice cream maker, the vintage American classic uh. dating back to the late 1900s, the hand cranked home ice cream maker salt put it in the freezer crank it when you need to the electric version came out in 61 but before that it was always the hand cranked version thoughts
1: i don't love an ice cream i've had bad experiences with ice cream makers i'm willing to really want you don't to do, give it you don't like homemade shot. ice cream no i like the concept of it i've just it's been a disaster when i've tried to do it and i think part of it is i didn't have you a don't
0: have some kitchen gadget in there that we will had make an ice it easier
1: we had yeah. a Cuisinart ice cream maker It was one of our Either wedding or engagement gifts. And yeah. we use it. My sister-in-law and I used it once and it, we did not like how it came out and we followed the recipe and something went horribly wrong. Yeah. So, but I've since learned from TikTok, this person who makes ice cream, like it's just them making ice cream and they show mm-hmm. you there is a base to it that's like heavy yeah. cream, milk, like heat, like you heat milk and you add heavy cream, sugar. And I forget if there's if there's something else, but it's it's a relatively simple base. Then you mm-hmm. add stuff to it, sift it, and then you have like Kit Kat flavored ice cream, cereal, fl- whatever your flavoring sure needs to be. But uh th- for that reason, I I like the hand cranking of the popcorn. I don't want to hand crank for that. How long does it take to make that? That's the ice true. Cream? It takes
0: a while and you like have to an hour? kind of crank it every uh well, more than that. I think I do yeah, like that's... have you
1: seen the shakeable one?
0: There's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. The ice cream, cream in like a shaking machine.
1: Almost. Yeah, yeah. You just, yeah. All you need is ice and salt. Yeah. And then you can, you can shake it up and make your ice cream. I like those. Yeah. We've um, definitely, right. we've definitely moved beyond that in terms of our, in terms of the hand crank. The hand crank is nice, but I like, I could come back and say, I'll raise you a butter churn. That's true. I,
0: that's fair. Uh, I guess it's what hasn't been improved upon. And I would argue that yeah. a mandolin slicer, a thermometer and a peeler yeah. have not been improved upon. True. The popper, we can argue whether it's been improved upon, but it's,
1: uh, it's been, but it's, it's certainly still been cool. automated Yeah, as the ice cream has, but, it, but the, uh, the making of the popcorn in that way is not labor intensive. Yeah. That's where I go. Well, you know, it's not like it's that bad. So,
0: all right, I'm going to throw one out. Another manual hand operated. Hey, Isn't my turn. Oh, is it your turn? Oh yeah. I threw up the ice cream machine. I'm sorry. What about the immersion blender?
1: <laughs> what it's no, cool
0: absolutely why? not you
1: put it in the pot and then it, it immerses yeah.
0: and blends absolutely not how tomato soup why not i made one of the best pots of gravy that i have ever made yeah it was delicious uh uh-huh. but it was it still at a chunky point right it was a little too yeah. chunky for what i wanted it to be so i thought i know i'll hit it with the immersion blender whoa i
2: what, put the immersion anywhere?
0: blender in. And I guess the blade was not attached quite right. And it, because I was using a coated big saucepan to make the gravy Uh and it shredded the coating on the bottom of that pan, not only ruining one of my good pans, but also ruining the best gravy I had ever made. If you had to go back and do it again, what would you do? How would you do it? The way I would fix it if I had to go back again would yeah. just, I would be more patient. I would do it with a mashed potato press, let it stew for longer so that everything broke down a little more. Right. And then I would put it in the food processor or the blender. I definitely would not use, I like an immersion blender. I, I previously liked an immersion
1: blender, but then it broke my heart, Hal. I mean, it sounds like user error. I get it though. I, like you I would. You sound
0: need... like user error. <laughs>
1: I do sound like you. Look, I won't even TGI Fridays because I got food poisoning there in 1999. Oh, no kidding! <laughs> so I get it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I used to love it there. I would get the yeah. same thing every time: some, uh some chicken wings. What the, chicken wings and what? And some potato skins.
0: I bar would get food. appetizers.
1: I yeah. like that. Yeah, I would get bar no, food and a sure. drink. And, I like that they had the you know, know, big flat mozzarella. Yeah, wasn't mozzarella yeah. sticks. It was like the yeah, like, it was like triangles for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. But then I got food poisoning.
1: It was bad. Yeah. And now I won't go back because I'm afraid I'll get it
0: again. And much like you took it personally from TGI Fridays and now you're enemies. Yes. Now I am enemies with the immersion blender. That's fair. That's fine.
1: Also, we don't really use ours. (laughs) I don't think I've ever used it at all. (laughs) It just seems good. It seems like a good thing to use. That's fair. (laughs) I'm going to throw
0: out one that is, was a game changer. I have to put it on here because of the history nerd that I am, and it's the can opener. Sure. The mechanical, hand cranked can opener, canning in general, food storage, and army marching game changer. Was it Napoleon's army that marched on canned food? There was some, there was it was an older army than you would think that they were the first army that was like, oh, we everything is gonna be cans.
1: It was devil's army.
0: All it was they Hannibal's army. They, ha- all they had all that elephant meat, canned elephant meat. Uh huh. You know what? It's so much better than the frozen stuff. It is. It's, it's fresher. Yeah.
1: And you have more of the nutrients in the elephant meat. Exactly. Ugh.
0: Especially if you get the alpine elephant meat. Oh.
1: Yeah. It oh, comes there's with one a, feather. There's, there's in melted can.
0: Gruyere on
1: top. <laughs> there's there's gruyere. Feather. Cheesy elephant oh, loaf. Cheesy elephant loaf. But yes, the can opener is great. They're, yeah. I mean, the electric ones are great. We grew up with those, or I grew up with those where you, yeah. you know, where it had the little magnet so that it looked like the can was just rotating in air as yeah. it opened. But a hand crank can opener, also great. Like they still make it. People still have them, but like they've remained relatively the same for a very, very long time. So I, that is yeah. a really good one. I like that
0: one. I think that's gotta be up there. All right. What else you got?
1: I only have one more. Uh huh. The salad spinner. Can I cross it off my list then? Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, great. Or put the star next to it. Yeah.
1: Look, everybody, let me just just pitch everybody real quick. You know how bad it is when there's too much water on your salad, like you watch your salad before you eat the salad and like, this is so wet. It's sopping wet. I'm just going to be eating wet. I don't want wet salad. I want the natural moisture in there. I don't want it dried out, but I got to get all this wet off my salad. So you throw it in this thing. And you pump the handle, and it spins real fast, and that's fun. And then when it's done, it's still wet, but the wet has gone all over the place. It feels <laughs> like it's more of a mist now. And you go, oh, this is manageable. And then you put dressing on it, and it's wet again. Wait, you don't think that it's actually getting rid of the water on the salad? I, in my experience, it has
0: not been that good at doing oh, it. Man. People use it. I liked my salad spinner. I only ever had one when I was living in Montreal. There was just one in that apartment. So it's like, oh, I'll use this. And I loved it. I put anything that I needed to dry off at like anything that I would Underwear. was cooking. Yeah. Underpants went in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could put your swimsuit in there. If you go swimming, it's like that thing at the yeah. gym. I love that. <laughs> yeah. You just lay your elbow down on it and wait for it to stop spinning your shorts. Well, spin my salad. My shorts well. are dry. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, I, I really like the salad spinner. I think it's a great one. It was a lot of fun.
1: When I tried to do stand-up in college, I had a bit about how weird the salad spinner was. Uh, It was a really bad bit, as was that entire three-minute act. It was really bad. I was really bad at stand-up. Do you have it recorded anywhere? There might be a recording of it somewhere.
0: I don't know. I I didn't film it. That's for sure. Yeah, I tried stand-up once. Did not enjoy it. I like, well, it's like, this is why we have this show. We like playing with other people.
1: Yeah. Did your agent tell you to do it because everybody was doing stand up in the early to mid 2000s like every actor was told to go do stand up so that people could see you? Yeah, something to that effect, right. Yeah. I just did it cuz I loved stand up and I was like, I'm funny. I should I should be able to do this. But I think I it was
0: not. I yeah, I think it was more like I was telling myself that thing that that, that my ate that you're like It's not my agent saying, hey, everyone's doing this. Go do this. It was me telling myself, hey, everyone's doing this. Go do this. And mine was unlike yours. Mine was not saying it's because you're funny, (laughs) which was correct when it came to stand up. Well, I I was not.
1: I also didn't go at it thinking like this is going to be easy. I went at it like I've watched this all my life. I love it. I love making people laugh. I definitely enjoy performing comedy. I love improvising. So I really want to give this a try and see if I can do it. And I couldn't. And I, well, you only did I, it. Wait, how many times did you do it? Like three or four times, but Dude, there are guys know, that you got to go on the road oh, and you got to you know what I mean? Like absolutely. No, I'm not saying like, this is too hard. I just, the reason why I stopped is because I knew everything I was saying was so surface level. Like the quiz before the movies is weird because it's real easy. Here's what it's like going to the movies and like yeah. it, the, there's nothing personal in that. And I think the best comedians. Are either so funny that their point of view, co- like Paul's stuff before, in, uh like from impersonal before, mm-hmm. was really good. And even then, he was doing personal stuff, but every t- you know him talking about his life and telling those stories, there's such a vulnerability to it, yeah. And it's incredible to watch. And all the best, al- almost all the best comedians have that, with the exception of Jerry Seinfeld, who's just an incredible crafter and deliverer of jokes. Yeah. And even that, you know, like. Oh, he's a curmudgeon. He doesn't like anything. He has complaints about everything. Yeah. So I, I just didn't have that. Mine was like this weird, like I'm Jerry Seinfeld, but I'm also David Brenner, but I'm also not as good as either of them. <laughs> and here I am. You want to know how weird it is? How easy those quizzes are before the movies. I feel like that was a large part of, of my act. Cause that was you, pretty was much the all quiz I did. before the movies. Yeah. Did you also, do your
0: act during the quiz before the movies? I should have just gotten up and done it then. Some so there was some woman that went viral on uh she did it at some movie theater. Did you see yes. this?
1: Yes, and it was amazing. Terrible. She
0: was like, I'm just gonna go down and do my stand-ups stand-up. yes.
1: and people were like, start the movie. Yep. Oh, I love that. Did I ever tell you I know we have to end this, but mm-hmm. did I ever tell you about the last time I did stand-up ever? No. I decided I was going to wing it. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm just gonna wing it. I'm gonna do whatever comes in my head. I've been improvising for a while. And so I went up, I thought I had a really good joke that I came up with like right before I went on stage, told it, completely died. There was nobody there except the other eight people who were going to do stand up and like two friends of mine. Mm. So this was in Philly. Rough. And so I said, you know, um, a lot of people do their own impressions of Elvis and I'm no different, but what I'd like to do is my impression of what I think it would be like if Elvis was here right now. And then I just dropped down on the stage, like collapsed and laid there like I was dead. And uh, I did that for two and a half minutes until my time was up. That was your whole set. I just at that point, I was like, I'm bailing on this. That was me bailing on it. I was, I'm going to do my Elvis impression. And then I just pretended I was dead for two and a half minutes. Oh, my God. And now I performed in Australia, and New Zealand.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. The All really? right. Where were we? Uh Let's pick one of these.
0: Uh Actually, no, I wanted to throw out. uh oh, You got a couple to... more. All right. Come on. Uh, yeah. So let's jump back into talking about. Uh, I got a couple more that I want to throw out there. And this okay. is less a are they the best kitchen gadget and more uh, are they a kitchen gadget? Okay. And one is storageware, Ziploc
1: bags and Tupperware. I think that's, I think, I actually think there is enough there for its own episode. What do you think of that? Of containers? Yeah. Sure. Best food storage.
0: We'll add it to the list. This All Dude, right. I'm loving this kitchen month. Kitchen month is a blast. It's cascading. It really is. It was going to be food month, and then it was going to be house month, and then they yeah. just had a baby, and it was kitchen month. That's right. The other one is the box shredder.
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. But it's... But it's good. not
0: as good as the one that we both know is probably out of all of these great kitchen gadgets that we've talked about, the only one that's really essential.
1: Correct. Yes. Yeah. I like a box shredder. I like a plain shredder too. I, we have a plain shredder. I don't even have a box yeah. shredder. Yeah. So you
0: just, I only said box shredder over just plain shredder because I couldn't think of the name plain shredder. Are you saying P-L-A-N-E or P-L-A-I-N? P-L-A-N-E, because it's like, that's what I That's the kind that I have and I prefer, but I couldn't think of what that was called. Hand shredder, I started to say, and then went, that sounds like it shreds hands. I mean, it does if you, if you hold it wrong. Yeah. Ooh, my knuckles on that one side of a box shredder.
1: (sighs) Are you scared? Do you have a fear of cutting yourself or shredding yourself? Yeah. Like a lot? Just with a
0: shredder, I do, and especially that one that's just you know that one that's just barbs? I think it's for like ginger, if you want to mince ginger or stuff like that. But yeah, that just that ugh, like a like nail files to me. <laughs> yeah, rough. Hal, do we know what the answer is? I think so.
1: I'd say it, we it on three. Too. Yes. All right, ready? One, one two, two, three, three, Can opener. Can over. opener. Yeah. People of the world, it's so. hardly been improved upon. In the decades, yes, they've automated it, but a lot of things have been automated. It's different than automating like what a blender does. An immersion blender or regular blender. It is different than that. It is the ability to open canned foods so you can have food that is, that lasts you longer. And the, the extra part is the handle. By and large, you have the one that has like a little extra spot on it. You can open a bottle with it, pop a bottle yeah. cap off. They still have that, even though it's only like fancy water that has that on it, but it is a classic. It was a game changer, and it continues to be an essential part of your kitchen today. So, sorry to you, food steamer, that I've used many times. I'm sorry, sorry Mr. Used once. Sorry, Mr. Sneezy. But you're done. The answer is can opener. Asked and answered. This
0: episode made me hungry, Hal. Me too. I'm gonna go make some dinner. All right. This topic is closed,
1: but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we Got this Tweets or you can email us at wegotthispodcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group, talk about your favorite kitchen gadgets that you've owned or wanted to own. Facebook.com slash groups slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume. You can visit and support him at patreon.com slash Ken Plume. Thank you also to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba.
0: And of course, thanks to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively. And thanks to you. The people of the world With whom Hal and I would love to be Individual bits of cereal Climbing into the Never soggy cereal separator And sliding down that Fun little slide of a water park Ride within that bowl And have a grand old time Swimming with you in the bottom of that pool
1: We For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland And don't worry everybody we We got this We got this